Kia ora, everyone. Welcome back to the Kahao Iteao podcast. And here, you know, we feature successful Indigenous entrepreneurs. And if you have been liking all our content, please hit that bell on YouTube, subscribe to our channel, and like our page over the Facebook. So that will be Kahao Iteao e-commerce program. Look for us there. And right now, we have an awesome wahine coming forward. She's actually the owner of Ahu Boutique. So have you come across that brand? Because it's actually a good one. Let me call forward Adrian Whitewood. Kia ora, Adrian. Kia ora. So Adrian, let me just uh, introduce you to our online community. Can you tell everyone where about in New Zealand are you? Yeah, so kia ora everybody, kua Adrian Ahau. My name is Adrian. Um, I'm in Rotorua at the moment. And that's where um, our first business is based. Nice. So uh, you are into the fashion business. Can you tell us more about your business and how did you start this? Yeah, sure. About um, eight years ago, uh, we opened up our first store here in Rotorua um, called Ahu Boutique. And then just recently this year, we've opened our second store um, in Pōneke, wow. Wellington. Uh, so um, very exciting uh, last week I think we opened the doors and um, it's been greeted with such a huge success from all our Pōneke Wellington customer base and also um, all the local Wellingtonians as well so it's just been really exciting but um, my background has always been um, passionate about fashion um, design studied that at AUT um, and I always love retail that was my dream growing up. My grandmother taught me to sew when I was about eight years old. What? And from then on, it's just been a passion of mine. And when I came home, I was actually just working in a retail store. And that's where I picked up a lot of um, a lot of knowledge about the retail industry. And that's something that I always knew I wanted to get involved in. And it's something I've always been passionate about. And that's kind of what we're doing now really is really pushing um, Māori and retail. So yeah, it's exciting. So nice to hear. I like meeting people who's really passionate about what they're doing. So in line with that, let me ask you, why do you do what you do? What is your motivation? Because I assume there are there already struggles along the way. So what is your driving force to keep moving forward with Ahu Boutique? Yeah, sure. I mean, by the grace of God, I am here. I, I, <laughs> I, I truly believe I've made every single mistake in the book. But I think for me, um, it's just having that foundation. You know, I, uh, I um, definitely have a strong faith in God. And for myself, um, I believe um, we were created, therefore I create. I'm acknowledging the person that made me. And that's kind of where I um, sort of base myself in my foundation. And then when I got married um, to my husband, Hoitie, was now my business partner and um, we decided to partner together and I think that's kind of what sort of um, rocketed our business business where it's not just me anymore it's now my husband and now our whole family so it's um, for me um, just a real joy to be able to work with my husband every single day <laughs> yeah nice we, so downs, but we get there in the end <laughs> It's wonderful and it's actually beautiful to hear from you acknowledging that your motivations actually uh, are creators. So that's really beautiful. Uh, so you've gone through a lot of hurdles in you know reaching where you are at right now. 
Were there any limiting beliefs that you had to overcome? What were those? Definitely. I mean, um, I always have loved Māori design. It's been a big passion of mine. I grew up um, here in Rotorua, so um, I was always um, working in tourism, hospitality, um, sharing culture with, you know, tourists. Um, and then I think for me, it was a natural progression to um, put Māori with fashion because for me, that made sense. I think some of the limiting uh, beliefs that I've had have probably been a lot to do not not with anything other than motherhood for me has been a huge challenge um after having my first and second child um I sort of wanted to take a step back and just say hey I need to focus on being a mum and I wanted to focus a lot on my children and for me um that was a good thing but I think in some ways I lost a little bit of confidence in myself through motherhood because there's so many challenges, you know, your body's changing, your mind mm -hmm. slightly changes, I'm more geared towards wanting to be at home. And my husband said, mm -hmm. no, you need to start another store. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of what sort of pushed me back out there again, because I was sort of more behind the scenes. And now in my business, I'm sort of taking more of a front row seat in social media, um, being in our warehouse and um, being in the store on the floor now, um, just sort of, that has been a limited belief that I've had, um, you know, when you become a mum, you sort of step back. Yeah. But now I've pushed myself to get back out there and it's okay. And I don't have to feel guilty. You know, I've still got my children around me. Um, they're at Kohanga and our little boys with us and we just take them wherever we go. But that's probably been the biggest limited belief that I've had of myself that just because you've become a mum, doesn't mean you stop everything you got to keep going well I'm not yet a mom but that is a, I think I believe that would be pretty challenging to you know pick yourself up from that crashing of confidence because your body changed you know the way you think changed so congratulations that you were able to come out strong out of that you know disposition that you were in and right now you are leading this you know this whole business that you're in right now. So um, let's just dive into more about your products and your business. So what will be the core benefit of your product? What problem exactly does it solve? Yeah, sure. Well, I have the label Adrian Whitewood, and we also have our store Ahu Boutique. So I mean, they solve many problems for different things, but I'll talk to our store first. Ahu Boutique, um, we want this to be the home of Māori fashion. We saw a gap in the market where not many Māori people are getting into retail. That is something we specialise in. And we saw that through the pandemic, a lot of people weren't receiving their packages online. So they were more inclined to be going into stores. And we realised that our customers, even though they shop online, they still love to have a physical space that they can go in and um, touch the kākahu, the clothing, um, put try on the dresses and see how the style suits them um, and that's why we decided to open another store as well and we want to also be the home of Māori fashion so before I was just stocking my label and I realized that mm -hmm. we're not enough our customers want every single Māori label in this store that is commercial so we want to work with other Māori designers that are in the commercial space which means they're not just producing 
five or so items of the same style. They're producing a lot more for the need that we have. We have a customer base that wants, we have a lot of customers um, that want um, not just one piece. Sometimes people even buy them for a group. So sometimes we're even getting people buying 10 of some, an item. So we need to have, you know, bigger quantities of things. And I think that's what that problem we think solves. Um, there's not a lot of, there actually is none in the capacity that we have that actually cater to um, Māori fashion and retail. Um, we specialise in that. And um, our label also, Adrian Whitewood, is about creating an emotional connection to Indigenous design. So that's our kaupapa. We mm -hmm. love to tie nostalgic references to Māori design. Um, and that's a big passion of mine as well. So, yeah. That's really lovely. So I noticed that you said you opened a store during the pandemic. So while everybody is, you know, trying to go online, you braved and created a brick and mortar store, a second store for your business. So how is that like? Uh, how's the sharing, you know, when sales are coming in, how many percent are actually coming in from the website? And then since you put up your own store, a brick and mortar store during the pandemic, how many of the how many percentage of the sales were coming from that? Is it yeah. a substantial amount? Yeah, de uh, definitely. Um, what the scariest part was, we were literally signing the lease when they had the big protest in Wellington. So we, oh, the yeah. landlord had given us the opportunity, said you need to sign it now. And the cops and everything were literally right down the street and we had to sign this contract. And for me, it was all over the media. And I just, my husband and me, we just said, let's sign it. So we signed it because um, we knew the opportunity was there and it doesn't matter the circumstances, you just have to go for it. Um, because mm -hmm. when we opened Ahu Boutique as well, we opened after a really big um, uh, recession. It's always a good time um, to be looking at new business around this time because the landlords are willing to negotiate more you get uh, a lot more um, opportunities or you get a lot more sort of fallbacks in your favor if you do things around sort of pandemics mm -hmm. that's why we decided it and um, as soon as we opened we noticed maybe 70 percent started coming into our stores rather than that would be online. normally it's 50 50 oh, you normally yeah. have 50 50 split mm -hmm. between our website and in store and we noticed um, a lot more people coming into our actual stores so that was interesting mm -hmm. um and yeah that's very interesting obviously as well obviously we're only two weeks into opening the store and we're still coming off the back of um big promotions and also mm -hmm. sales only time will tell um yeah. what that says but i think for us we're a niche market um i think it's going to do really well so and it already has so yeah well, that is promising. So congratulations on that 70% of your sales coming in from your brick and mortar store. But let me ask about the 30% that's actually coming from your online store. Which online platform are you in? I mean, what type of shop? Would it be Shopify, Equid? Yes. And Shopify. We have, yeah. So we have two websites, Adrian Whitewood and Ahu Boutique because we run ads off um, both of them. Mm -hmm. We have two physical stores, Ahu Boutique and, oh, and Ahu Boutique uh, Horneke. 
Mm -hmm. Let me focus also on, you know, the journey, your journey towards e-commerce, because that's what Kahao is about, actually, e-commerce. So what do you think are the common e-commerce mistakes that you see being implemented? And how are you able to avoid this in your business? For me personally, I, I don't think I'm a digital marketing guru enough to say what I can see as a mistake. I think just not enough people doing ads. You know, there is, uh, especially multi brands, I don't, I, I see a few, but not a lot. Um, and I think maybe not taking advantage of, yes, Facebook ads change all the time because now the audience, you can't target multicultural or different um, ad sets, you can't target um, different audiences anymore, but there's still um, such a huge um, audience out there available and ready um, to be targeted that I think a lot of people aren't taking advantage of. So for me, I don't see any um, issues. I think just there's a lot of opportunity out there in the digital um, space that maybe mm. a lot of Māori or even small labels aren't taking advantage of yeah so for you it will be ads the opportunity of uh, using advertisements yeah um so I saw that you're actually also an Instagram and you have over 9,000 followers on that space so just out of curiosity what tax tactics did you use to grow your online audience sure I mean we that that really isn't a lot to be honest if anything we want to keep growing um, a lot more so on Adrian Whitewood we've got I think 10,500 and then on Ahu Boutique we have yeah we have close to 10,000 followers I think for us it's just been um, consistently posting Um, Mm -hmm. even when I didn't have a social media team I was just posting a lot of my own content sharing stories, um, sharing my journey. Um, and it's always changing. People want different things at different times. You know, then reels came in. So we're yeah. on the reels now. Um, it's just adopting trends, but making it work for you. You know, I think um, people that know your products, um, they understand what you're talking about, but it's also yeah. trying to get new um, people in on your audience. So. Um, it's always a challenge and um, I, yeah, I need to do more really. <laughs> <laughs> so you're more on reels. So that for you is the strategy that is working in Instagram. Is that yeah, right? Definitely. Yep. Instagram okay. um, uh, posts. I think it's doing uh, multiple of different things. You know, when they mm-hmm. talk about pillar posts, um, having a structured post where you're always sharing about your personal life I know a lot of people like to see my kids so <laughs> I put them out there um especially my husband as well now we've teamed up um people are saying oh what is um doing in your lives now I know a lot of lives as well especially with, with retail work mm-hmm. so we try and do a lot of live styling sessions and when we've got sales on I try and um, do a lot of live content as well so videos definitely um and just changing reels and videos okay you heard that Fana. if you are trying to grow in Instagram it will be the reels and the live videos seems effective for Adrian now these are tactics that you did for IG um do you think it is majority of what contributed to that 
30% sales that came in through Shopify or were there other tactics online that you did that contributed majority to that um, 30% sales from Shopify? Well, they would have been coming into the store, but I think for us, it was just doing lead up posting to opening up the store. And also our customer base is a lot older. So a lot of them love Facebook. So we actually get a lot more um, engagement from Facebook as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And we shared the reasons why we opened our store because, you know, we um, sell over 30 Māori owned brands and businesses um, and we're making a push to stock even more. So I think actually telling our customers what we're going to be doing and how we want to help other um, people is actually what creates that engagement is making sure you're actually telling your story about why you're doing what you're doing. That's really why people want to support you. Some people don't probably don't even like yourself. They'll just come into the store and buy something because <laughs> they want to support Maori business. That's how yeah. popular Maori businesses are. That people will just come in and buy anything. Do you know what I mean? That's how mm-hmm. awesome our customers are. Nice. So I was just, you know, multitasking a bit and I searched your Facebook page. So you have over 11,000 people who like your page, over 12,000 who follow it. So, and you said these, uh, this channel, Facebook is the one that's contributing to your Shopify store sales. So are you like active in doing Facebook ads? Yes. So um, over the last first lockdown, um, we were given a digital marketing expert. He sh- mm-hmm. uh, they showed me how to do the ads. And then we actually hired somebody who was already working in our team. And now she runs ads full time. So we obviously, if you're running ads, you know, they run from Facebook and Instagram. But a lot of the traction comes from Facebook. And I think it's just because um, maybe Facebook ads are more geared up. On, mm-hmm. uh, on Facebook rather than Instagram. Sorry, that make, if that makes sense. Now that you have your own digital marketing expert or uh, a guru that helped you, what do you think was the most effective advertisement strategy over Facebook that was done that really helped your online store? It's about um, the great thing about being in you know, rather being an investor, but selling a product is you can always trial different things. And if they don't like Mm -hmm. it, it'll tell you clearly. And that's what I love about um, selling products and um, selling products that we're passionate about is we can engage with our customers what they actually like. So it actually comes from trial and error. So Mm -hmm. um, maybe you might use less words or maybe you might try using Te Reo Māori with English. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing what your customer actually wants. Um, a lot of it is they've already been to the store, they've thought about it, and then an ad will pop up. So sometimes it's just lack of the draw about being present um, mm-hmm. and understanding how to run multiple ad sets, campaigns, and then understanding your audience, audiences, and how, how to um, structure your ads effectively. But yeah. Um, also looking at new audiences as well we're wanting to target Australia you know we've got a um, big um, Australian customer base over there as well Um, looking at new audiences is always interesting as well when it comes to um, Facebook ads so yeah it's it's new for me but I, I love sitting in on the sessions with Muna yeah 
Nice. So it will be for you, the trial and error works because, you know, you really have to test that ad first, test it to targeted audiences and your ad structure. So yeah, very interesting space to learn. Very interesting topic. Now let's cut to the, through the chase and ask you, how is your business doing right now in terms of size revenue? If you could share that. Yeah, sure. So at the moment we have, um, I think I'm on the books now. <laughs> so um, 13, 12, uh, we have 12 um, people that um, we employ, me and my husband. Mm -hmm. um, and we're um, currently working with maybe four contractors that we use regularly and suppliers. Um, and we're at a seven figure business. So yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, definitely. This is I'm sure there's a lot of businesses out there that are multi-businesses that are mm -hmm. probably reaching that, especially, I mean, I've even got a small small following. Um, so it'd be interesting to see people with bigger followings if they mm -hmm. understood how to monetize that, um, where that would lead them. Yeah. Well, you are already inspiring a lot of Maori people, a lot of indigenous entrepreneurs would say you saying that, you know, just out of your passion, now you have a seven figure big business. Who wouldn't want that? <laughs> so, what are you most proud of about this whole business that you have? We've been able to do it around our passion, which is being Maori, you know, I'm also been on a real journey myself. Um, and my husband, who's always encouraging me, you know, he grew up with the language. Um, since he was a baby and always encouraging me and our children, you know, we're always speaking Māori at home. And I think it's awesome to see that we can make a business from um, our culture, you know, our culture is a gift, yeah. you know, hitonga to grihua, it's a gift from above. So um, yeah, really just amazed that we get to do what we do um, around things that we're passionate about and we can bring our whole family on the journey as well. And we want to provide employment pathways for our own people. So we want to employ people that are passionate about te reo Māori or, or being Māori, um, Māori art, culture, anything to do with that. We want to bring you on board and we also want to sell your products as well. So yeah, it's 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 amazing feeling. That is just beautiful. That is just beautiful. So um, we have over 130 businesses that actually came out from the Kahawi Diao program. They're all in e-commerce. Do you have any effective e-commerce tips that you like to share to them? Um, well, understand your, um, your ROAS, which is return on ad spend, but also understand um, the flip side of that, which is your engagement levels. And also um, uh, really knowing who your customer persona is. If you understand your customer persona, that's really what's going to drive how you can um, effectively target your um, audience and know what they want on so many levels, not just ads, but just what do they actually want? And you'll be really surprised what you think your customer persona is, is probably different when you start getting into ads. So that's another thing I'd encourage people. Um, another reason to get into ads is you may think you know your customer and who they are and how old they are and their demographics, but usually um, by the end of it, when you come out um, with your engagement or who engaged with your ads, it'd be totally different. So that's always interesting as well. Yeah. Nice. So for all who are watching, 
Guys, you can learn this e-commerce tip and hack that she gave an in-depth version of this over the Kahao ETL program. We'll send a waitlist link over the comment section if you like to know more about it. And yeah, before we wrap up, Adrian, would you tell everyone where they can see your amazing products, where they can purchase and reach out to you? Yeah, sure. Um, before I um, go into that, I just want to say that um, business doesn't come easy. You know, it, it, it takes hard work. Definitely. You've got to have good ability, stickability, and you've got to have a do whatever it takes attitude, you know, and if you have all those, you're going to succeed. Um, where you can find our business is adrianwaiwa.com, ahuboteek.com, um, and we're located in Ahuboteek Pornekia, which is 5115 Victoria Street, Tiaro Wellington, and 1178 Iruera Street, Otorua. Kia ora. She just gave out the address of the store, guys. So come out and go run to that Ahu Boutique. We'll also share those details in the comment section if you would just check that out. And yeah, we have come to the end of this podcast. We just like to thank you, Adrienne Whitewood. You've been really amazing in sharing all those tips and hacks and your story is very inspiring. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of those watching online was really inspired and really learned a lot from you. So guys, if you like this episode, you can save it over Spotify. Visit us. We are in Spotify. We're also in YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel so you can get notifications if we do have new content that is coming out. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on, um, yeah, Spotify, Facebook. Uh, where else? LinkedIn. Find us in LinkedIn. So um, thank you so much, Adrian. And uh, that's it. This is Kahao Podcast brought to you by the Kahao ETL program, e-commerce for Indigenous by Indigenous. Kakite Kakite. Thank you for listening to the Kahao Podcast by Kahao ETL program, e-commerce for Indigenous by Indigenous. Support our mission to uplift the lives of 10 million Indigenous people by following us in our social media channels on Instagram and on Facebook at Kahao Iteao Program. Should you wish to learn e-commerce with us, send us an email at kahao at twh.co.nz. See you next time. Matewa.